You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome to Shot of History. Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm Stephanie. I'm the color man, Big Def T. Uh, I'm Calvin. I'm Melissa. Uh, Dave, he almost got you that time. Mm-hmm. Almost. He was trying. He almost jumped all over. I was actually trying to stay back. I'm not. I'm not going to do that right now. That's old Cal. That's old Cal. That's 2019 Cal. I turned over a new leaf in 2020. (laughs) I'm only going to interrupt Dave. (laughs) Good luck. All right. (laughs) Damn it. So fast. We'll be like an experiment. We can talk over each other. He's so witty. Oh. Well, uh, today, Dev is our historian. Yay. <laughs> Why did you use air quotes? <laughs> historian. Uh, historian. Yes. <laughs> historian. <laughs> like, it could be used for every single one of us. <laughs> right, right. Except for me. Except for you. Except for me. Yeah. Every, all the rest of us, though, historian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Is that why we put up with your bullshit? Yeah. Like, actually, <laughs> I literally have three degrees in history. He has no actual degrees in history. Yeah. <laughs> We, we actually we know to have another historian, but he quit. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, doesn't he quit pretty much everything he does oh, yeah, yeah. eventually? Oh, shots fired. <laughs> Just oh, saying. There's a shot heard around the world. There's a two year cycle of life. Shot heard around the world. If it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck. Must after, be an asshole. <laughs> after our uh, what four four year anniversary this year, he'll he'll want back in on the show. <laughs> right. Yeah, two years. Yeah. 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 Two years on. Two years on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this week I will be discussing almost armageddon the uh multiple times um since we d- discovered the bomb that uh, we almost killed killed everybody oh well Ooh. before we discuss that interesting <laughs> ra- raise your glasses to uh not to death to not dying <laughs> not i guess yeah. cheers to the apocalypse al- almost again mm-hmm. <laughs> almost again <laughs> Uh, all right. Yeah. So uh, the last – I think it might have been the last show that I did. Uh, I talked about uh, kind of the history of like how we went from not knowing what uh, nuclear power was all the way up to creating a bomb that yeah. could level uh, you know whole cities in just one bomb. Um, so, you know, that – you know, to kind of give perspective, that takes course over about a 50-year period from having no knowledge to having enough knowledge to kill us. <laughs> um, we know just enough to kill people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, we uh, – the United States uh, kind of pioneers this uh, killing of people on a on a mass scale. Um, and Yay. they yeah. – yeah. We're number one. America. We're number one. <laughs> It's what we do. Second Amendment says we can. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bury oh, these constitution. guns. <laughs> uh, uh, so it was written by some guys who also owned other people. Right? Could they have been off on anything? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Exactly. No. Maybe. <laughs> 
in this case, no. <laughs> uh, so following World War II, um, you know, we the, the United States is still kind of cranking out this um, nuclear material for various tests and, and whatnot. And they actually have – Basically just dick wagging. Let's right, be yeah, honest. That's yeah. exactly what it I mean. They're, and they're cranking it out to <laughs> – yeah. what we do always? To improve, to improve the bomb. <laughs> of course. <laughs> to make it better. Um, so there was so actually – make it more killy? Yes. <laughs> flattening one city at a time, so you know, 1945. <laughs> I think we could make this bigger. <laughs> well, you know, America does like – we like big stuff. Yes. Go big or go home. Uh, <laughs> so following World War II, there is two major radiation exposure incidents uh, that occur from the one leftover core from uh, the uh, Japanese bombing. So you have Fat Man and Little Boy. They make it to Japan, get dropped, and they're this third core, which they refer to as Rufus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Interesting. Ends up not being placed into uh, a bomb, but it's uh, – so it – goes from um, Los Alamos to a couple of different uh, colleges to to do some hot potato, hot potato, yes. hot potato, hot potato. Yeah. I don't want hot potato, hot potato. Literally hot potato. <laughs> yes. 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 So so these so a little bit about these cores. They're meant to be right at the edge of supercriticality. So at any moment they could, with an a, a small accident, could go off. Ugh. Um. So. That's Part insane. of these radiation exposures is because they're testing to see how close to criticality this core is. Oh, <laughs> Dude, my God. Like, I feel like these are the people that hop across the fences and want to be by the lions. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Do you, do you want a Dr. Manhattan? Because this is how you get a Dr. Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these are the people that eat Tide Pods. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, and snort condoms. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was a thing. So. <laughs> as terrible as it is, that was a thing. Oh, I don't, man. I don't even know why. I like, I mean. <laughs> the iPods like, might look like candy, but I don't get the condom thing. I, and, and you wonder why we just raised the smoking age. Like right. we, we can't even trust you with Tide Pods and condoms. You can't have cigarettes. <laughs> right. We, can, right. we can trust you with war. Yep. But yeah, we're going to give you yeah, yeah, yeah. people. Yay. We can trust you with war. So the first exposure <laughs> with, uh, with the Rufus Corps uh, happens in Rufus. August 1945. So yeah, no, it's so, the name it's, is so It's so like dumb. naming your dog Mike. Right. I you know? Like, <laughs> I feel like this like this is going to be an episode. Uh, like, Ed Boondocks is coming back. <laughs> Rufus. Uh, oh no, it was Uncle Ruckus. Yeah, That's Uncle Ruckus. Ruckus. Yeah. <laughs> so in August 1945, Harry Daglin uh, is testing the Rufus Corps. Uh, that was meant for the third nuclear bomb. Poke, poke. <laughs> yes. Um, part of part of this testing is he's he's building up uh, a basically a reflector shield uh, around the core, which is exactly what you don't want to do if you don't want to go that, super yeah. critical. Um, but he's so he's he's so building this, throwing these blocks. Yes. So because it reflects everything back, back in and, and causes the. Heat? Causing That's the reaction the to to take off. Oh, um, so okay. he's building he's building these blocks and he's doing this by himself after hours, completely against safety regulation. Nice. <laughs> Fairly certain there's alcohol yeah. somewhere yes. in this story that we're not hearing. <laughs> so he's, he's building up this he's building up this reflector array and the, as he goes to place one, he drops it and the core immediately goes supercritical. He reaches in, so there's a blue flash. He gets uh, like a lethal dose of radiation. Um, while and he pulls the pulls it away, clears the reflectors away real quick. 
Um, there's only a guard on a, the other side of a wall there to like rush him to the hospital. Um, needless to say, he uh, he dies, and, and then he dies. Yeah, yeah. Then he dies. Twenty twenty five days later, he dies of ra- high dose radiation poisoning. Like probably just melting over the course of those twenty five <laughs> yeah. days. Did yeah. he drop yeah. it on the core? He Is dropped it. Yeah, he, 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 as he was picking picking it up to remove because he got into the like oh yeah this is right at the edge of supercriticality he went to go pick up one of the blocks oh. and it slipped and dropped and it immediately there's so when this happens there's like a large blue flash of light and he he pulled it away and became dead. Dr. Manhattan yeah it became Dr. Manhattan <laughs> <laughs> didn't unfortunately yeah. like, that would have been cool yeah. 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 Um, so <laughs> so nine months later <laughs> a Lewis Slotten and seven others uh, we're repeat. Uh, we're repeating a similar test. You guys uh, want to play Jenga? Yes. So this time, <laughs> instead of instead of it being blocks that they placed in there, um, the core is sitting in a uh, a machine piece of metal, and th- that's kind of uh, uh, circular. And they have a top piece that goes down over top of it. Well, Slotten, he was fairly certain in his uh, ability to control the supercriticality. So the way that this would sit down is he would set it down and he'd put a screwdriver in between the two hemispheres to keep it from going supercritical. Good Lord. <laughs> now, so he – this is were scientists? This is the like, old, why are scientists such egotistical yeah. dicks? Yeah, like, there was like, supposed to be – so the way that scientist? it was – the way that the, the experiment was supposed to be ran yeah, just was it was people. always so uh, shims now. that were supposed yeah. to go in. But Slotin was like, no, 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 I, I've got this. He always used a screwdriver to – and he would rock it back and forth to, to watch the gauge go up and down. Um, so he's demonstrating uh, this. Te- yeah, he's, he's demonstrating we this. We all technique. gonna die. We all gonna live. We all gonna die. Yeah. We all gonna live. We all so, Fermi uh, actually famously had warned him, like, "You are going to be dead within a year if you continue to do this this method. If you don't follow the right safety protocols, you are going to die." Showed and, up. And, so and May May nineteen forty six. And Lewis Slotten and seven others are repeating this and uh <laughs> knowing that this core had gone super critical once before, not that long ago, um the screwdriver that Slotten was using to maintain the uh hemisphere away slips out. What? It goes immediately super critical. <laughs> oh god. Blue light, um, he actually uh, dies nine days later. <laughs> Even sooner. <laughs> yeah. Um, luckily, he had shielded most of the radiation from everyone else in the room. Um, so a lot of them go on to live much longer lives, years and years and years. I mean, after. they weren't having any kids, but right. yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of, obviously, a lot of elevated cancer deaths. Might be, um, might be getting a third nipple, but right. you know, yeah. Think, so, um, so <laughs> after giant hole in your stomach, fish on the Simpsons, a third eye fish, whatever. Right. Yeah. So after after this incident, uh, the core was renamed from Rufus to the Demon Core, and <laughs> any tests that were done with it after that was called uh, was basically they were. Ta- Called tickling, tickling the tail of the dragon, <laughs> because any test you could make this core go super critical. Eventually, they melt it down and, and make it into something else. It never goes into uh, to a bomb like they had, had planned. But uh, so yeah, so because uh, Jack Watts has been screwing with it for so right. long. Yeah. I mean, like, is it even more dangerous every time it goes critical? And then they 
Uh, not increase the risk or not? Not really. No, I mean it should stay pretty pretty consistent, but. People are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Let's use a screwdriver. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so even with uh, – Gravity. Here we are in this lab with millions of dollars of equipment. I'm entrusting right. our lives to a flathead screwdriver. <laughs> Jesus. You got me, yeah. Phillips. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So um, – even though all these scientists uh, know the inherent dangers of the bomb, um, other countries, because you know, because they want to be protected from the United States having the being the only nuclear superpower, they also start building their own bombs, and uh, nuclear proliferation becomes the the new war deterrent, um, which does work for a while until. You know, less calmer heads uh, start <laughs> getting into the places of power and. Um, you know, it's it's basically a uh, what happens is we get into this uh, period of mutually assured uh, destruction. So if one country launches, another country is going to retaliate, full out war. Um, everybody's going to die. We're all yeah. <laughs> yeah the everybody's going to die. World We're going to if you're going to if you're going to fire on me, I'm going to fire on you. We're going to wipe each other out. That last exactly. scene of war games. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Reading some of these, I'm like, this is very much war games. <laughs> like. This is this is scary, scarily accurate, <laughs> at least on one of the incidences. So, uh, so we we have we have this uh, nuclear proliferation. Um, the fear of the bomb um, now becomes anytime some bad intel comes in, <laughs> whether it be from uh, the Soviets doing uh, war maneuvers, the United States uh, launching uh, a hot air balloon or hot weather air balloon. Um, uh, the Dutch launching uh, test rockets into the Northern Lights. Um, everything becomes a potential world-ending cataclysm. You don't picture oh, the Dutch geez. as a nuclear threat. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> that was exactly where I was going like in my head. Like wooden shoes, daffodils, <laughs> and nukes. And nuclear yes. <laughs> uh, So the first well, incident... They put a tulip on? <laughs> yes. Black people like, are like, fuck the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this coming a mile away. <laughs> They, they put a bouquet of tulips on every nuclear <laughs> warhead. Smoking a pancake. <laughs> they started slavery, motherfuckers. Nuking a napkin. <laughs> so November fifth, nineteen fifty-six, is the first near miss that uh, for total nuclear annihilation, um, and this comes as a series of pure coincidental events um, put NORAD on, you know, like DEFCON. One or you know however their scale goes. I think yeah, one is bad. Yeah, yeah. five so, is peace. One is bad. So NORAD uh, receives intel on uh, aircraft over Turkey, uh, Soviet MIGs over Syria, a down British bomber, and uh, Soviet Black Sea maneuvers. Um, they take this all as the Soviets are finally waking up and they're they're going to try to take over all of all of Europe. Um, which turns out not to be the case. <laughs> um, this time, yeah. So NORAD, NORAD <laughs> wow. sees all of these, uh, all of these incidences, and they're super, super worried that uh, NATO is going to re- uh, retaliate the Soviet conventional warfare with nuclear warfare. Um, it turns out uh, the <laughs> the aircraft that they saw over Turkey was actually a flock of geese. <laughs> On, oh, on radar. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. uh, the is this, is this so- better or worse than the screwdriver? I just, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure. The, the Soviet MiGs over Syria were actually a planned escort for the Syrian president from Moscow back to Syria. 
Uh, do people not know planes? Yeah. The uh, the British bomber that was downed actually was downed because the bomber had uh, a mechanical failure. And uh, the Black Sea maneuvers were actually a, uh, a scheduled Soviet exercise that most people already knew about. So all of these came together. The United States automatically was all like, oh, shit. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> our intelligence community. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the briefcase. <laughs> Bring me the briefcase. Um, so then the next. Push the red button. So October 5th, 1960. The next incident. I feel like that whole thing was just fear. Yeah. A whole lot of fear just. Oh, yeah. It, that, that's exactly what happens with a lot of these. It's just everybody's so on edge that... That's what happens when scared white people have yep. nukes. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. yeah. Or guns. Oh or... Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so in it's, October it's, 5th... It's geese. Rush, yeah. is, Rush is wearing a hoodie. They look dangerous. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> October 5th, 1960. Radar techs in Greenland thought the moonrise over Norway was a... Soviet nuclear what? attack. What? <laughs> yes. How? The moon coming How, up. though? They thought it was a large-scale Soviet missile launch. What Were they part? on, like, peyote or something? <laughs> like, what part of the moon phase looks like a nuke? Now, now here's, peyote. Here's the funny, here's the funny <laughs> thing. It wasn't that somebody went out and went, oh, no, dude, that's just that's just the moon. Their reasoning as to why it could not be a large-scale nuclear attack by the Soviets was because uh, Nikita Khrushchev was in New York to appear before the UN that that year um, while while this was happening. So they're like, "Oh yeah, no, that that's probably not a, oh, a real thing." Surely he wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, uh, peyote man, it's a hell of a drug. Wow, uh, I don't get that. Not once even, again, I'm ladies and gentlemen. Our intelligence community. Yes. <laughs> uh, not even a year later, January 24th, 1961, a B-52 bomber uh, carrying two bombs breaks up over uh, Goldsboro, North Carolina. So this – the documents for this were released not that long ago as right. to what happened. Um, so both bombs were uh, partially armed when they dropped. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, one, only one, uh, one of the four, or it was like six switches. Uh, so there was four, four switches that were in, and uh, one that had not actually fully engaged itself prevented the first bomb from going off. Well, that's good. And that I was guess. the bomb. And that was the bomb that dropped with the functioning parachute. <laughs> Oh. The second bomb that dropped, uh, the parachute failed to deploy, really and it bombs. slammed into a muddy field, um, and the <laughs> the safety switch had actually flipped to the arm position um, and was basically a ticking time bomb in the middle of this uh, It could be like field. some random farmer. Yeah. And like, oh, is a meteorite? No. Yeah. So no, it's it's beeping. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a so there's a, a conversation documented around the, the finding of the second bomb where this general who's overseeing the the search, um, one of the privates or whatever come up to him and he's like, Oh, we, we found the safety switch and the and the commander goes, Oh, thank God. He's like, No, no, no. It was it was armed. We found it in the proper position. It's actually here in my pocket. Yes. I found the safety switch. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so uh, so we almost bombed our ourselves. Woo! <laughs> this they, is so why they I come... feel like I'm okay with politicians lying. Was it like all a malfunction like, to where they yeah. told us how many times the... we were actually this close to well, Armageddon? Carrier? So like so how... the B fifty two bomber had uh, mechanical issues in flight. Oh okay, and then started they ejected. 
oh. and the bomber started to break up over the U.S. with these two nuclear warheads the, in it. How did the switches get? Uh, yeah, so fall? there was were so there's some. It fell so, into North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, go, didn't, Gold, didn't go off, Goldsboro, North Carolina. But they were really Goldsboro? close. Yeah. Man, that would have been a whole different story for Goldsboro. I knew. <laughs> I used to live down there. That's, that was not far from where I live. Um, so uh, some some of the accounts that I heard was that they were because you know they're they're trying to be ready for the next uh, potential attack. So it's like a training they're, exercise. Yeah, they're going they're, through some some, some trainings uh, on how to do the arming and all that, uh, okay. and. Um, so and then the, the plane had the issues. Yeah. Okay, uh, but I feel like uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna call out the the people that ejected <laughs> from the plane and just say, look, I, I feel like that's your responsibility, right? <laughs> but before you bail out of plane that is disintegrating with make two sure bombs. bombbs on it, yeah, to make, make sure they're safe. safe. Make, yeah. make, I feel like that should be a rule. Just just make make them make them safe. Yeah, make just, them make them safe. Yeah. Yeah. Safe, safe bomb. Yeah. I, I you feel know. like that should be a thing. Yeah. Uh, so November 9th, 1965, the next near miss. Uh, a massive power outage in the northeast led the uh, Office of Emergency Planning to go on full alert because the detectors they used to differentiate between a normal power outage and a nuclear blast power outage uh, near major U.S. cities had malfunctioned. <laughs> oh, wow. so so these roving blackouts hmm. almost ended I, the world. I, uh, <laughs> oh, God. They obviously uh, later later determined, like, oh no, no, it's it's just the power grids. Yeah, fucked there was up. there was no EMP. We're actually <laughs> right. fine. Yeah. It's, I, uh. um, we should clearly not have bombs. Yes. No, we should not. <laughs> bombs are bad. Okay, yeah. okay. May twenty third, nineteen sixty seven. Wait, wait, there's more. Hey, wait, there's I'm more. Just how long? Is Crazy this Jim's house of bombs. <laughs> <laughs> so now, so this uh, this time, it is not a fault of our own. Initially, that causes this panic. Uh, moon again. <laughs> <laughs> so May twenty third. So a couple of days, or at least eight minutes prior to, to this event, um, depending on how fast uh, solar flares move from the sun. <laughs> a solar flare was interpreted by NORAD as an intentional jamming of radars by the Soviets, which is because was EMP, considered, and that's actually a I, okay. Which was considered a uh, which was considered an act of war. So a Counter Strike team nearly launched. They were set ready on the runway to leave, and uh, it was it was called off before they were before they were launched because it was discovered that oh oh no this is this is just a, a solar flare fucking with our satellites. Continue along. <laughs> Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Yep. <laughs> oh god, just those darn solar flares. November 9th, nineteen seventy nine. <laughs> The ya, uh, Yom Kippur War, <laughs> as it's so called. <laughs> okay, so we're in the, the end of the Carter era. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, NORAD went on full alert Happy after Yom their. Yom Kippur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is the one that uh, this is the one that's probably the most fucked up and most like war games. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so on uh, so this is so no- November 9th, nineteen seventy nine. Uh, this is during Yom Kippur. This is why it's called the Yom Kippur War. Uh, NORAD went on full alert after their instruments had indicated that 250 missiles, then 2,200 missiles, had been launched by the Soviets. Six minutes after the initial threat of the all-out nuclear war, satellites and radar confirmed it was actually a false alarm. 
And then it was eventually discovered that someone had loaded a training program <laughs> accidentally as uh, war the games. Computers. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's well, when did war games come out? Wow. Eighties. Pretty Three? sure it's based on this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Probably, it's yeah. it's very possible that the Yom Kippur War was kind of a a. Like, oh, this this actually Oh, yeah. Happen. Was he, yeah this, I want to say 83 if I recall correctly, yeah. Uh, September 26th, 1983. War Games. War Games. Matthew Broderick almost damn near kills us all. Yeah. <laughs> following, following the downing of a Korean airline oh, flight over the USSR, a Soviet early warning system reported an American ICBM launched followed by five more. Uh, Colonel Lieutenant or Lieutenant Colonel uh, Stanislav Petrov was convinced this had to be in a false alarm because the Americans would launch more missiles. Honestly, like, so, so, <laughs> that, was, so that was my wrong. first thought: is who's going to like? Why would you just launch one? Like if you're if you're in, you're in. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's gonna happen. No matter what, right? Yeah. So yeah. It's gonna be he's calling world, Moscow, so. can, trying on. to be like, no, no, no. No, this is this can't be happening. This 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 is not what you think it is. Those crazy Americans yeah. didn't do one. Like, yeah. <laughs> the Americans love to dig swing. It would not be one missing. Would be many many more missing. Not wrong. <laughs> oh, Relax, comrade. Have have vodka. We're fine. There's no missile coming. Uh, <laughs> so January. So this is the the closest one to our to us potentially having uh, observed a nuclear a nuclear war. So January 25th, 1995. Uh this was uh the closest that we ever came to full blown uh, full blown nuclear war. Um the Russians at this point this is when the first nuclear football has actually been activated. And it was this by the Russians. Nuke, yep. yep, this is by the Russians. Uh so the Norwegians <laughs> the Norwegians? Crazy, the Norwegians uh, launched a rocket, and uh, the Soviets... Quick, beat um, a skaga <laughs> yeah. Hit that button! <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they launched a rocket, um, and radar systems in Russia had detected it. Boris Yeltsin activated the Russian nuclear briefcase in response to the event, becoming the first world leader to do so. Um... It was once they determined that the rocket was of no threat to them. The briefcase was obviously deactivated. Um, here's the here's the fucked up part. It was it was a, just this is the the Northern Lights rocket. So they they the Norwegians were sending up a rocket to study the Northern Lights. They had warned all the major superpowers that they were going to be doing this uh, well in advance. So Boris missed the memo? No, the radar techs missed the memo. (laughs) And Boris completely forgot. Oh, even worse. (laughs) Because was drinking vodka. (laughs) Because still in Norway with their little crazy light missile. So that is the closest. (laughs) That is the closest that we have ever come to actual destruction. That but wait, off. there's more. There could, be, there could be more with new developing. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> yeah. wondering. Like, That's Boris true. Yeltsin was like, Norway? No! <laughs> <laughs> I just came back from Pizza Hut. <laughs> Norway launches a rocket. Everybody in the world should just be like, okay. Yeah. Like, 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 good. Fuck you. Oh, it's yeah. adorable. Yeah. Yeah. It's like certain countries so where you're cute. like. Good for you. <laughs> you yeah. got one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. What are you doing? Yay. 
Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, nu- almost nuclear Armageddon. That's uh, that's all I got. That was. I think I only missed one, but and that, it was not very interesting. That that's more than enough. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah. Wasn't there one, like a week ago? Like I ran, <laughs> I ran. <laughs> mm-hmm. So far got, away. Yeah. They got yellow cake, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Don't drop that cake. And, and we're back. Drop it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yellow cake. All right. Like, well, every like major superpower that has nukes has almost at yeah. one point launched them. Yeah. And even even though here? there's like this whole move to to denuclearize. Well, and then some of them just get lost and we don't know where right. they are anymore. That's the best part. Oh, yeah. Well, and especially during like that transition from the USSR uh-huh. to, yeah, to a democratic, uh-huh. <laughs> quote unquote, to, democratic yeah, like they really uh, are. Russia. Big old air quotes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's still warheads just missing. Oh, there are hundreds mm-hmm. that are unaccounted for that they don't know what wow. the hell happened. That's yeah. Good and times. and it's even it gets even crazier when you consider like a lot of the technology that prevents nuclear war still runs on the big three and a half inch floppy disks. Oh <laughs> my god. Yeah, that was, actually that was a story we talked about on our show, yeah. God, what was it three months ago? They finally retired the last eleven inch MSI floppies from yep. the nuclear silos. Yep. Oh yeah. Like Jesus, like you, like a Furby has more computing power. (laughs) (laughs) Blast, blast doors held open by crowbars shoved underneath them. Uh There is a lot. The infrastructure around our nuclear weapons is not very good. Oh yeah, no. They, and they, so why are people afraid of us? <laughs> well, no, because here's the thing. Up. Oh no, because well, yeah, because one of the, one of the, yeah, the, one of the things, exactly. yeah, one of the things about that article was that apparently like eighty percent of our silos that were out there, all of the launch codes were still sitting at zeros. Like they were like the default code of six yeah. zeros was all you need. Like it was like they're pre. They just, they, you could you could launch them. Yeah. Like nobody. <laughs> anyway, they had no codes. No. Actually, oh my god. All zeros. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all dead now. <laughs> like it's worse than space balls. Like at least he had one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, right. like there was, <laughs> what idiot uses that? Exact same way on my luggage. <laughs> Make sure I change my my combination of my luggage. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So crazy. That's right. crazy and terrifying. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time to pop out the plugs. All right. Well, uh, Calvin Moore, You can check me out if you are in southeastern Michigan. I will show you around downtown Detroit. Also, uh, check me out on Leading Questions with Calvin Moore. Tonight, the time of this recording, I'll be recording about sex. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, let's talk about sex, babe. Let's <laughs> talk about sex. <laughs> uh, com for most of your Stephanie Menard needs. And um, check out my other podcast, uh, Another Page Turner. That's uh, with myself and Tom Hutchison from Big Dog Inc. Um, and The Way Station is coming back. I have three shows scheduled um, that should be out by now. Um, so go check out our past episodes and our new ones. It's all about indie creators and what they're out there doing and just, you know, help promoting and supporting each other. It's pretty awesome. Excellent. All on the Podcast Detroit Network. Nice. Cool. Uh, which segues to Podcast Detroit, all the things, whether it's the website, the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the whatever. That's where we are. Find out about who we are and what we do. All the things. Uh, um, yeah. And hey, come yak into a microphone because everybody else does. Why not? <laughs> Seriously, there was a stat that came out that said there were 220 some odd thousand podcasts that launched last year. Just last year. When we started ours in 2013, there weren't 200,000 podcasts wow. out. It was kind of crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> 
I think hmm. a lot of people though are are using that more than like radio or anything else. Right. Oh, for sure, they're listening to podcasts. Two hundred twenty thousand launched. Two hundred nineteen thousand also Made it past ended. Six episodes. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, so that was that's the other big is like sixty yeah. to sixty five percent never make it to a tenth episode. Right. Really? Yep. Oh, we yeah, beat the good. odds, y'all. <laughs> just like don't want to do it anymore. Just. It's talk uh, about? it's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at how difficult it is for us. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, so true. like part of the conversation we have with every show before it starts up is, hey, your first six to ten episodes are going to be experimentational. Yeah. Like I don't care. No battle plan ever survived first contact with the enemy. I don't care how well you have it mapped out in your head. You sit down with mics in your faces. Stuff changes. Like we've seen right. shows change topics. We've seen shows change hosts. Um, in those first you six to ten say. episodes, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that took a little longer than six to ten. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, so it's it's a thing, and so I think people don't ha- like either because I mean, I mean, you can do a podcast on your phone, so like that's why I try to have those conversations with people before they get started, yeah. Um, so they kind of know what they're getting into. Excellent. All right. Hmm. Source Point Press, Deepwater Games, N three, uh, love it here at Podcast Detroit. Fuck Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, Let's thank you for some. joining <laughs> us again this week on Shot of History. Until next time, I'm Stephanie. I'm the Color Man Big Dev. I'm Alyssa. I'm Calvin. Dave. <laughs> <laughs>